0: welcome everyone this is illiterate this week we are covering all quiet on the western front the new netflix film
1: man i just checked it out (laughs) i'm pretty breathless uh i'm hanging out with my buddy taylor i looked into the story after the story
0: This is an incredible episode. We're kind of back to the basics here. This is a pretty obvious one adaptation 100 years almost in between the two. And I just watched one of the most affecting films of the year. Uh, It's one of the most detailed films I've seen in years. And I mean, I'm just speechless in a lot of ways. Um, so I'm I, I'm stoked to dig into this because I I know <laughs> here we are, living it, the title. I don't know anything about the source material. So this was just this was incredible to digest. I was pretty struck right off the bat by some pretty overt thematics and generally what I thought the film was trying to say. It's grisly, it's affecting, it's haunting. This is up there with uh this is up there with uh, with the best for sure.
1: Yeah. Well, the original is the original war film, so that's yeah. why the "if it ain't broke, don't fix it." Right, the m- book and movie started a whole genre of veterans after the war writing about their experiences authentically,
0: which is so interesting too. And this isn't far removed from Sam Mendes's 1917, you know, centered around World war the same, you know, centered around the same conflict. So now, uh, I was struck really, really immediately to be able to have something just as beautiful, just as breathtaking, and deeply detailed on the other side Um, because we've, we have so few of those stories. And I instantly then was thinking like, Oh, I'm so happy that I'm getting to do this with a pre third Reich uh, German story. I, I, we focus on the Nazis. We'll get to speaking about some of that things, but this was the perfect, the perfect uh, German story to bring to uh, uh, an audience and a gravitas uh, like this. I was just, I felt lucky
1: almost. (laughs) Well, and what's also, this is the first German version of this story. The book that everybody reads in high school is a translation written by a German author after yeah. World War One, And he fought in Germany, for Germany during World War One. So to have that added layer of different yeah. perspective, as opposed to... An American film about Americans winning wars. Right. right. <laughs> it is, it is, that's also why it's very affecting and, and the anti war message behind it. Which. I don't know if I want to play my cards too quick here,
0: but like that connected immediately. The title connected immediately into what I saw the film was <laughs> trying to say uh, in the first scenes, in the way that we are introduced to our main characters before I even meet them, really. And in the scene I am meeting them, I understand exactly what their purpose really is, what the over, what the overarching story really is. It's 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 much more than just their story. Um, this is a uh, This is a meditation on a machine that is like an instrument breathing air through it. That's what I and again this is one of the most affecting movies I've seen this year in (laughs) in particular because of the score. The score Mm -hmm. is enigmatic and guttural and strange, almost in a way uh, conflicting with what you would assume going into a movie like this might have. Uh, It connects right into what I'm saying about this idea of a machine,
1: yeah, an instrument
0: um and the air blowing through that instrument is the literal <laughs> breath of these soldiers that's what yeah. i was that's what i was thinking in the opening
1: sequence <laughs> when with the, talking about uh, sort of a bigger machine and the helpless hopelessness of it the main character dies and that's a 100 year spoiler, uh, <laughs> <100-year> spoiler. <laughs> the uh situation that gets added to this newer one which is drawing either praise or criticism is this secondary story higher up, the generals and lieutenants and whoever involved in creating the armistice. When is the war going to end? Mm-hmm. Nowhere is this in the book or the other film versions. And some really? people might say, yeah, that it undercuts the point of the book, that it is about this lowly soldier lacking any sense about what's going on and the mindless brutality, no sense of you're just in the trenches. But then I, when you, yeah, come out I to- I get that. Yeah.
0: But yet the film closes with what I think is the answer to all of that, of saying how useless and pointless some of this conflict actually was. They're fighting for mere yards that did not amount to anything. Um, And you don't really get the impact of that unless you see the people disconnected from the -the boots-on-the-ground conflict talking about that. Uh, I I think without – the end cards, yeah, it would feel it would it would be a little bit disjointed, but the end cards to me totally answer the armistice plot here. <laughs> um mm-hmm. it's like this is the this is the above board red tape nonsense that goes on. Meanwhile, this is happening. Yeah. And the cognitive
1: dissonance between the two. Yeah, so it's it's definitely a different take, and they added that. And I think that the armistice thing shows more of what happened, which we'll get into. With what was going on the time the book was written and thereafter, the story after the story, because yeah. now we have that context 90 years plus later of when, since it was written and the movie was made, that this armistice gutted the German military. This is a quote from the movie you saw. They're saying if peace spurs more misery than war, the German people will resent it. And then here comes the Nazi party and the Second World War. Right following this beaten down sentiment so it is it is uh something that hadn't happened yet to a degree was happening when <laughs> this story right. was originally conceived but now we see oh this is what it yielded and so a modern filmmaker is uh adding that piece to it which is interesting
0: yeah i think it's fascinating i was uh, i was um I was intrigued to learn that that wasn't part of the original um but i think that's exactly right. We have the benefit of 90 years now and, and how many more conflicts to think and study if the machine is it, is it still true due to what we said a hundred years ago about this thing? Is it still, is it still this? Sin? I think that's worth, it's <laughs> worth a new, that's worth a new stab at it. That's worth adding a new piece to.
1: I think that those end cards are just, are just gutting, man. Right. Cause the, 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 original book and film was touted as, oh, perhaps this will prove that war is pointless and this will end it in the meantime, evil lurks. And yeah,
0: I remember it closing out and then, you know, pontificating on just the idea that the main character dies and how rare that is until, (laughs) until, 17 million people lost their lives in the conflict of World War One. it comes up on yeah. the screen and I go, yeah, well, it's probably more likely that this is the story that I would, that yeah. you would know, you know, this is more likely than the ones that made it through, <laughs> you know, it's like this, is, yeah. this is the, <laughs> so I, I, as soon as I had that thought and then that appears on the screen. It, it, it
1: really shuts you up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's jump into who it didn't shut up the the person who actually Gosh. experienced this, and 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 the weaving path that he takes through writing and history unfolding. It's like I said, it's, it boggles my mind because it is so hard to conceptualize. It seems so long ago and not so long ago, but here he is responding to something, being involved in something and all the little tidbits about that that I certainly didn't know uh, that really hopefully will get, if you do like this film, if it does mean something to you, here's here's what what actually happened in real life, not just this conflict portrayed. Eric Marie Remarque and the second and third name there were changed. Marie was his mother's name whom Mm -hmm. he loved, who he changed to honor her. And then Remarque I'll get to in a second. This was published in late 28 in two parts in a newspaper and went out as a hmm. book in 1929. Eric had served in World War One, had been writing since he was 16, and he was 30 in 29 when the book was published okay. and was the best-selling book of that year in America and certainly other places worldwide. This is because I know I'm throwing around a lot of dates, 10 years after the armistice, after the end of what this book and film is proposing. So he's seen what's happened to veterans, his experience, how shell-shocked people were, what was the point of it? Something is on the rise in the country that I live in and I don't like it. Mm -hmm. What can I say about my experience? So just an odd tidbit about it. Like I said, he'd been writing a bunch. And after the war, got a technical writing job for Continental Tire, which published a comic series in their magazine. And it just reminded me like how Dune was published by Chilton, oh my gosh, the auto yeah. repair manual people. Oh my God. So yes. it's kind of funny that there's a similar weird start uh, to his oh. writing career as well <laughs> yeah. after after the war. And then the strongest voices, as I said, things coming into the to bear in the 30s, early 30s, the strongest voices against this coming out are the Nazi party as it's rising saying, oh, it denigrates the war effort. It exaggerates what happened. It villainizes Germany. It's all of the things that they're not for. <laughs> uh, even though in the opening of the book, he's saying it's not a anti-Germany statement. It's it's the what happened to individual young men right, who bought along they were not a lot of them conscripted they said oh I want to fight for this what is right. this even and so yeah when, when the party rises in 33 this book becomes one of the first publicly burnt books and all the private versions are to be handed over to the Gestapo he Good was on God. the hit list for the Nazis that writer and his stories yeah Yeah, not good. Not good. Giving people ideas. Um, Which one of the things then comes into the Nazi propaganda around him. So his name he changed to Remark with a Q-U-E at the end. It was originally Remark, Hmm. R-E-M-A-R-K, but he Hmm. changed it to honor his French ancestry and to distance himself from the other things that he had worked on publishing before this book came out. And so... The Nazi propaganda that they were trying to propose around him was that his real name was Kramer, which is remark spelled backwards, and that he was Jewish and that he did not serve in World War One, and all of it was a fraud, whoa, which is whoa, kind of a, whoa. like, if you want to get into the people that love twisty conspiracies, it's like, no, his name was actually backwards and it was Jewish. Yeah. It just feels conspiracy enough to be true. And that was what they were okay. hoping to do. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah. Um so yeah, it, it really affected him in the moment, really right after the few years after this is happening. The night of the burnings, he got wind of this and fled to Switzerland. Yeah. Because I'm they're blame, gonna come yeah. after him. Uh-huh. And then uh stayed there until he went to the US in thirty nine. Before My things ideas. Really they want me for, for my ideas. ideas. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what you got in your head there is contraband. Exactly. Yeah. Well, especially to the military. So it wasn't just Germany. The Austrian military banned it, and so did Czechoslovakia. They didn't want because it, like I said, it it reached out beyond just Germany. It was like, oh no, this is what if any soldier gets their hands on this, they won't want to be involved. It's in kind anything. of
0: interesting how the most like neutral, like it's not like the book is not like you are wrong. The book is this is wrong. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's almost like the insecure party. Yeah, (laughs) responsible for is then acting out in response to
1: (laughs) pointing the finger back at themselves inadvertently. Uh, Yeah, yeah. It's moths to a flame. Moths to a flame. The the unfortunate thing, though, he's gone. He's in the US, so he's not privy to anything going on in Mm. his homeland during World War II. Uh, His family is still there. And so, oh, no,
0: no, he why? He,
1: yeah, he doesn't know anything about them until after. Oh my God. And uh, this is, yeah, it's not a happy episode no. right now, but his brother in law became a prisoner of war. His stepmom committed suicide. Oh my and God. the Nazis arrested his youngest sister, and she was a part of resistance movements. She was found guilty of undermining morale. It was said that they said, essentially, your brother is beyond our reach, but you won't escape us. And they beheaded her in oh 43. Oh my God. And so, like I said, he didn't know about any of this until after. Yeah. He was, he was supremely affected by the message, his words, his ideas. Uh Jeez. Yeah. 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 Interestingly, it did not stop him. He wrote 11 more novels, mostly Boom, more related yes. before his death in 1970. Yeah. Just to connect to Hollywood and the film stuff now, he also was like somewhat <laughs> aware of Hollywood, big in Hollywood. He had relationships with Hedy Lamar, Marlene Dietrich, these big German actresses. Oh yeah, that were also in the silent early sound era of the time. Wow. Uh, and so he was he was in the in the Hollywood scene, which which leads us to the production of the original film. Did you ever see this? I did not. No, I don't believe. Yeah. It's right about the same length as this new one. Really? So it's pretty epic wow. and it's pre-code. Yeah. So it really hits Gosh. hard. One 2 Academy Awards, basically the best picture one for the time and director. Yeah. And Spielberg credits it for inspiring save it, Saving Private Ryan and like yeah. I said it's the it's the big oh this is what a war movie, war story is. Yeah. Like the uh, the Dune tie-in. There's a weird tie-in to our Nollywood episode. Really? which I had to go back and look at oh, <laughs> to no. remind myself. We had talked about, in that time, we were talking about bootlegging and, and copying things and who owns the rights to the DVDs and, and all of that yes, world. Yes, 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 yes. Um, the entire D- black yeah. market. <laughs> and, 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 yeah, piracy and all of that. Piracy, we had, yeah. We had mentioned this had started from the very beginning of film in Hollywood and producers were trying to get away from Edison and his patents and this guy... Carl Lamley founded the Universal Film Manufacturing Company, which then becomes Universal Pictures. And uh, he's this is the start of (laughs) Universal and the sound. And you know he's he's in charge. Him and his son for all the monster movies. And he's he's huge. Wow. Uh, Wow. He retained deep ties with his family and friends in Germany. He's German born and immigrated to the U.S. And so before everything goes down, he traveled to Berlin to meet with uh, Eric remark and buy the rights to the book. And so he he was heavily invested in getting this thing made. And then of course, later Nazi propaganda was trying to say that remark was swindled out of the deal by Jewish producers in Hollywood. And uh, not that they, it's like, no, 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 this is an actual German immigrant who wanted this made also in America. Like I said, such a strong message Carl Lamley was convinced, yes, this movie is going to turn the world away from destroying humanity. War is, as we know it, on its last legs because of what we've seen and what this is going to do. And right. then here comes the, the screenings of this thing. They get it made. And a few weeks prior to the first screening in Germany, the National Socialist German Workers Party gets 107 seats, which is Adolf Hitler's party. Oh, which then yeah. becomes the Nazis. It's now the second largest in the country. So like I said, the rumblings are going. These these ideas are resonating with folks during the Great Depression that these treasonous revolutionaries are to blame for Germany's defeat and decline. And the, the sentiment is rising. And so mm. that's just a few weeks prior to this screening. So then in 1930, the first screening in December, there's a heavy police presence. Nobody's applauding they're moved but what you know what can anybody do whose side oh is the police God. on at this point oh, this and, is terrifying uh, yeah the second screening of the film had huge protests mob attacks uh yelling juden film that this is a jewish film they it, it seems like somewhat pranky that they have sneezing powder and putting mice into the theater but then there were also people beating those of jewish descent in Good the audience cow. in the streets this is all manufactured by Goebbels, who then becomes the propaganda minister of the Nazi Party. And yeah. uh, okay. this specific incident is, he writes about with great delight oh in his god. diary that that uh, that such early mayhem and oh, the police are powerless and they're not going to do anything and uh, oh my god, the protesters are on our side. So yeah, it's just like this film, this idea, this story is integral to. Uh, certainly not the cause, but it's yeah. it's it's in response and it's proving the point that it's hey,
0: inciting a reaction.
1: Yeah, from those who feel guilty in their souls <laughs> and want, uh, yeah, want what they want. And then just the last little bit of history with this and the film and the Hollywood side. Carl Lamley is continuing to promote the film, even though Germany is having nothing to do with it. In '34, he travels to Vienna to request that the chancellor lift the ban what? because Austria, as I said, they didn't like the book for their military. And so they're also not showing the film and the chancellor politely refuses. But even still a few days later, literally a few days after Karl oh. is there trying to vie for it. Insurgents storm the chancellery and they assassinate the chancellor of Austria, the oh Nazi God insurgents do so oh my god yeah it's it's so it's so interwoven to the political side of things coming through yeah i just that's i knew none of that and uh it means so much more than when you see why they might add the armistice side of things and say well what's happening after this what is this going to do to people because now Now we see. But it literally was in the moment, too, (laughs) as as the film was being made, as the as the book was gaining popularity, it was being destroyed.
0: Well, it's funny, you know, because we've seen this in other movies. I mean, I think uh, what was the uh, the Gary Oldman uh, Churchill movie, Mm -hmm. uh, Darkest Hour? Mm -hmm. It has some play between their planning what's going on. You know, like uh, all of these war movies, we we have seen that type of thing before with the people above board. are disconnected from the conflict on the ground. Uh, but all of that comes all after everything that all quiet on the Western front inspires. Um, yeah. And so we've had 90 years of movies <laughs> and what we now think a war movie is. It's almost interesting that all quiet on the Western front had that almost i'm using cliche because i I don't have a better term for it but that cliche and inserted it back into this one uh and this is the war this is the war story to inspire and incite all of these other stories Mm -hmm. it doesn't have that element that all these other stories end up having really this becomes a very common element in war film that now yeah all Quiet on the western front has has acquired it as well uh and because 90 years have passed from the first question of like well this machine <laughs> is wrong 90 years have passed are, are all of those questions about that still applicable i think it makes it tonally appropriate for you to want to put the armistice back in or not back in but put the armistice in because that really contextualizes what's happening and really uh, it doesn't it doesn't pull me out of how lost those troops are on the mm-hmm. ground It shows me that now it speaks to me that decades and decades and decades, a hundred years after this conflict that we've learned very little about how our actions affect one another (laughs) and how, uh, and and the nature of war itself, we seem to be unwilling
1: to change. (laughs) Well, yeah, uh, yeah. You, you bring that to bear with, with what you're saying too. It made me think the story of the, just the boys in the trenches, was not enough <laughs> for you know or right. it, it seemed it was it right. was going to be enough and the Nazi Party said no thank you yeah this is too powerful yeah uh, we're not gonna have people learn this lesson and so then yeah it's like adding this other piece the higher up piece is like yeah the the, the people that do have the control to sway these things maybe that side of it will show you how fruitless it all is too. These it's these are the just, people
0: who yeah. need to be watching the movie, you know, <laughs> at the end of the day, you know, we need our leaders to see themselves in these places because yeah, this is just... the same story.
1: It hasn't yeah. changed.
0: And that's what I saw. It's the same story. It hasn't changed. And there are some guilty parties
1: among us. Yeah. 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 The, uh, Sentiment towards the soldiers did not end with this though. Like I said, he wrote 11 other books. The very next one, the same year the film came out is called the road back. And of course burned and banned in Germany. (laughs) But this is about other members. Of hey, that, that might company. take that as a seal of like success. Total. That might as well be total praise.
0: It was completely. It was the most hailed. Oh, yeah. You know, like they hate it that much. You know, just flip it and be like, well, that means in their in their love language, they loved it.
1: <laughs> yeah, it spoke to them horribly. Um, <laughs> yeah, because it, it was about was other. Bitterly guilty. Yeah, yeah, it was about other members of the company coming back into civilian life. The road back. And Lord, yeah, yeah. How society even had failed them, and oh how God, cynical yeah, you could be yeah. not just in the trenches, but then, okay, here comes everybody. What's even happening now? And so, what yeah. the, the last weird bit of history with this is this also got a film, but that didn't happen until 37. But hmm. by this point, there's too much pressure from Germany, the Nazi party, boycotts, and so they switch directors, heavily re-edit and reshoot it. Oh, no. And it is a shell of anything that the book mm. actually was. But I I just found that interesting that it's like yeah. the sequel, the book happened, the film, but it's within history <laughs> that the actions of history are dictating what this media is becoming because of, well, it's speaking to what's happening now. It wasn't actually about that, but now it's happening again. and And what- that's the the uh, urgency of relevancy. I mean, it, yeah. <laughs>
0: it's happening now. We're speaking about it now, and that means the forces that be are acting upon it now. Yeah, um, that's that's a pretty that's a pretty um, <laughs> that's a pretty hefty thing. That not everything has that urgency. <laughs> yeah, um, not everything has that that kind of pressing relevancy or that pressing pushback because you are in the midst of it. Um, yeah, they're very rare. <laughs> I'm, sure I'm struggling to come up with some other, with some other examples. I know there definitely are, but like, this is, this is, this is a context that needs to be fully appreciated.
1: Yeah. Well, it makes you want to look to things where like this film is like, is anybody particularly furious about this film? I don't really think so in the sense of it. it it's a, because it's about world war one, ostensibly a hundred years ago, 90 years ago. And so people don't Maybe they don't have the yeah, same context, exactly. but like you're saying, if you look at stuff that's coming out, what is, what is getting people upset or what is split 50, 50 and mm-hmm. some, and it's the best selling book in America and it's burned elsewhere <laughs> and it's banned from the military in these other places. Like that's the kind of stuff I think that you're getting at where it's like, right. that's, oh, that's what we, for, you know, I, I certainly yeah. didn't know about this. I knew it was about world war one. I. I didn't know it was. About World War Two, also right, right that it
0: bridges the gap, really, um, that it's intrinsically linked into into this conflict. But it's, um, gosh, yeah. this is amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: So, one thing that that struck me, because um, I I started the film, I think it had my settings on Netflix to the dub, but I didn't realize it for for a little bit. And then I realized that I hadn't realized it for so long. And then I started looking at the scenes and I flipped over to the subs and then I flipped back to the dub and I started looking at it because I work in this field. If you've listened to the show for long enough, you might've picked up this, but uh, I was really taken aback by the dub. The dub is casted incredibly well. It's timed perfectly and I got a lot out of it. And I went back and forth between the two because I didn't realize I had forgotten or didn't even realize what, who, what side of the story I was on for the first few minutes. Uh I really had no idea because I wasn't hearing German. I was just, the movie had started <laughs> so like i had to recontextualize about you know three or four minutes in or whatever um and go okay right this is that the oh okay got you and then i started thinking about <laughs> the voices and i started thinking about everything that we've spoken about today about you know adding the armistice line is that muddling how lost the soldiers feel well i mean i started looking at the rest of the film like well could i watch this and have no idea what side is what <laughs> Yeah. Because that does not matter. Because that is the point. <laughs> because this is not a anti anti-American, anti this is this is ultimately strictly about. I said it earlier about this isn't about you are wrong. This is about this <laughs> is wrong. Yeah. And so it, it just instantly it cut through all of all of the right and wrong and the political nonsense. Barren to this is wrong. And I really appreciated that. This is wrong. And this is the machine who's feeding it. I thought that was fantastic. And I lost myself in the humanity of it. Um, You know, the, the dub is like British English. So for for (laughs) five minutes, I'm going like, but 1917 just came out. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah, You know what I mean? So like when I realized that I go, ah, this is the point. This is it. This is it because they're humans because it's a human story. (laughs) It's all the ultimate war humanization story. Because the sides do not matter. It is not about pointing fingers. You, them, mm-hmm. us. It's this. This is wrong. Mm-hmm. What have we done about it in 90 years? That's, <laughs> God, <laughs> the, the the titles roll 17 million lives lost in that one conflict alone.
1: Yeah.
0: I really behoove everybody to to check this out. Give it a give it a give it a wonder. If you don't want to, you know, watch the German version, I just gave some praise to that dub. The British English, everything is really casted. I like. I I went back several times throughout the movie and looked at sequences that I, I was like, this is okay. It's not. <laughs> it tricked me. <laughs> I mean, and I work. I do this work. So uh, I really want to give some props up to that and throw that out there. That that's a perfectly uh, digestible, good way to. Get into this content if watching a German film isn't up your alley. But yeah, just uh, check this out over the holiday season. This might be this might be some good introspective, uh, some really rich, (laughs) educational, human soul, soul, nutritious content for you. Uh, And we'll be looking at it for the Oscars. uh, No doubt.
1: It's there. Um, It's Germany's. Yeah. Submission
0: yeah it's uh, in pretty incredible again that score oh my gosh um, thank you Taylor for all the incredible yeah. work this week guys thank you for uh, hanging with us uh, we really appreciate it uh, reach out to us let us know what you're reading let us know what you're watching let us know what you're excited for you never know when we'll do an episode on that thing you want to know all about get in touch with us at a at gmail at a on instagram and until next week stay safe and we'll talk at you then
1: see you then